Welcome to Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we interview marketers, publicists, and brands to learn their stories, what makes them tick, and tips and tricks that make a difference. Welcome to this week's edition of Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we learn from the PR and marketing pros, get their secrets, and pass them on to you so that you know how to use them. I am your host, Annika Jackson, and I'm here today with Natasha Valley. Welcome, Natasha. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you here. We met through a project that we both work on called Kitty Credit. But before we get into Kitty Credit, I want to learn more about you. The story is so important, storytelling in any brand execution. What is your story? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll take it all the way back to the beginning. So um, I was born and raised by a, uh, in England by American parents. Um, so that always gave me like this international view of the world. Um, and because of that, I was always interested in, um, uh, you know, how brands, I didn't realize it at the time as a child, but I, I was always interested in how brands like switch their t- storytelling for, uh, you know, marketing in England versus in the States. I recognized that from a young age, didn't know, you know, what that was actually called. And um, that's really where uh, my first seed for like brand storytelling was planted. Wow. Um, yeah. So then um, after high school, I went to Florida A&M for undergrad and grad school. And then um, I actually got my start in um, advertising, actually, um, uh, for a year, I worked for McClatchy. Uh, it's a it's a, a media mobile, uh, but they were uh, in the process of getting their digital side off the ground. So for about a year, I um, I helped small businesses tell their their story, and um, I had to get them acclimated with uh, digital. At this time, it was like 2010. So all of, you know, the digital side was very new. So I had to convince brands that um, newspaper was kind of moving, <laughs> you know, into second place. So um, at, the, at the same time that I, you know, worked for a newspaper, I actually started getting uh, freelance clients. Um, so after, you know, nine to five, I would go home and work really from like, you know, seven until you know, the wee, out, the wee hours of the morning working uh, with professional athletes. Um, so wow. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I, it, it's, it's very interesting because people always ask like what made me, you know, leave corporate, if you will, and go into uh, freelancing full time. Um, but, you know, around 2011 is when the economy was like, you know, kind mm-hmm. of terrible. So um, there was company-wide layoffs across the, the nation. So um, being one of the youngest people there, like I was one of the first to go. So they really like pushed me. It was a blessing in disguise. It mm-hmm. really pushed me into, you know, taking, um, you know, freelance really seriously. So for uh, about 10 years after that, I worked solely with uh, professional athletes and sports brands on everything from, it's really started like heavily with PR um, but I really, really love the branding part of PR as far as like storytelling. So that's really where my niche was. Um, I also did a lot of crisis management, um, you know, even beyond like, you know, 
cleaning up Twitter before the draft, but really getting into like um, Shade Room wasn't as, you know, popping at the time when I first started. So it was more um, preventing people from being on TMZ and things of that nature. And then um, uh, so crisis management, although that was a big part of what I did, I really, really enjoyed just the storytelling side of um, everything from, you know, the time that people decide that they're going into the draft until they retire. Um, yeah. And then along that journey, um, a good friend of mine who would always refer clients to me, both (laughs) crisis management and, you know, guys who didn't need crisis management, just, you know, the regular, you know, uh, they just wanted to have uh, PR or, Uh, digital media for the season Mm -hmm. um he would always like send clients my way and sometimes because he's an investor himself he would slide things on my desk that uh some of my clients may be interested in Mm -hmm. and uh one day I saw kitty credits deck and I asked I was selfishly like how can (laughs) I be a part of this 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 uh this app looks amazing and what's interesting is um I thought I would be in sports forever um, I'm a, a piece of me will always be in sports. Like I will always have, you know, at least a client in sports, but, um, for the last two and a half years, since I first, you know, joined the kitty credit team, um, I really transitioned into tech, wow. um, not just kitty credit, but like Evan has connected me with so many different founders and, um, I've really been helping them with their brand strategy and uh, so at this time, it's crazy because most of my work is now in tech. So I know that was like a whole mouthful of, yeah. you know. But what a, tra- what, what a transition, a couple of transitions there. Absolutely. So this leads us into the next question. How do you rise above the noise? <sighs> um, really staying grounded in my faith. Uh, as well as, you know, my family, um, you know, my, I'm, I'm super close to my parents, my brother and his wife and my nieces, my, my nephews and my niece. Mm. And, um, you know, that, sh- that helps me realize like at the end of the day, like what's most important to me. So, you know, as I hear, uh, even with me, like coming into tech and not, um, having a technical background, um, you know, of course, there were so many people that asked, like, how are you going to do this? Like, what do you know about apps and, you know, things of that nature? So, again, just like thinking about like what's important to me is what really helps me rise above all the noise. Wonderful. I love that answer. It Thank is you. at the end of the day, none of this is worth it if we don't have our, those family connections and, and that grounding. Absolutely. So, you, clearly, you know, have talent, you've moved pretty seamlessly from corporate to athletes to tech. What's your secret sauce? Um, First off, thank you. (laughs) Um, I'll say this is probably such a cliche answer, but it it is so uh, true to me. I believe that we're that I'm forever a student. Hmm. I'm constantly uh, asking people about their book list as far as like people who I look up to in this industry. Um, I, uh, I just feel like there's just this, I was going to say a season, but it's not just a season because I believe I'll be like this always. But um, I just truly believe in, you know, that whole theory of like 
like we're always students. I'm, I'm constantly, I still buy textbooks as if I'm in school um, because it, it was just such a transition to go from, you know, sports to tech. So I, I, you know, had to, like I said, grab textbooks and act like I was a student learning this because a big part of me, especially as a woman, especially as a black woman, like I just want to be as sharp as I can. And I never want um, people to think like, oh, is she just here because it looks good for diversity? Mm -hmm. Like, I want to make sure that, um, you know, I am, uh, I'm just on it. So nice. Well, you talked about your family a little bit, um, but I want to know what is your why? So if there's anything else you want to add to that, yeah. So, um, of course my family is my why, but I also, I, I really believe in, um, you know, uh, uh, pulling up as I climb. Um, so I believe that, you know, the higher I rise, the, the more opportunities I can create for people who one didn't even know that some of these jobs existed. Um, but two people who are already interested in this space, especially for women and especially, you know, for black women who, um, who are looking to, you know, this uh, to tech as a potential career for them. Nice. Um, and what's the best advice you've heard this week that will help you in the future? And I, I know Ooh, that puts you week. on the spot a little bit. So if you can't think of something about, from this week, then something, you know, in the near term. Yeah. So I don't know if this counts as this week. You were actually on this call too. Um, <laughs> but on Friday, um, we had the pleasure with Kitty Credit. One of our advisors is Eric uh, Reese, who wrote uh, a book that's really popular in the tech community called The Lean Startup. And um, one of my biggest takeaways from that conversation is, uh, I know I kind of said this earlier about never stop learning, but um, I would say, you know, never stop learning, but also don't be afraid to experiment. Mm. Um, as someone who is so like organized and I like to like plan everything out, um, you know, learning that, you know, it's okay to experiment along the way and that everything doesn't have to be exactly the way that it was, you know, written in the plan. Uh, that's probably the biggest, uh, my, my biggest takeaway from that conversation. Thanks. Well, that is it for my questions. We'll keep it real simple. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add? And also, of course, we want to know how people can find you if they want to follow you, learn from you, hire you. Thank you. Um, again, I really appreciate this. This, this has been awesome. Um, so uh, you can find me on all social platforms as uh, in, in Valley. Um, and then my website is natashavalley.com. I'm, I, I'm planning on at some point, uh, having a newsletter, Ooh. um, <laughs> but you know, it's not there yeah. yet. I'm, I'm definitely, um, my friends keep pushing me to, to do that. So hopefully I, I start that soon and I'm inspired by you. Like oh. shout out to everything you're doing. Oh, thanks. Awesome. Natasha, thank you so much for joining us today. Audience, thanks for listening. And I think you, you shared some great tidbits on uh, making transitions, pivoting, following your path and your dream and continuing to be a lifelong learner. I, I actually have uh, the Lean Startup sitting right here. 
I will say I haven't cracked it open yet. <laughs> it's a gotta, good, you're going to love it. Yeah. Got to find, got to find time to do the work. And part of that work is training ourselves constantly. So Natasha, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you so much. I love working with you and Likewise. Um, everybody can also go to Kitty Credit to learn more about the app that we've been just touching base on a little bit and audience will be back again next week. Thanks for tuning in. Want more tips and tricks? Check us out online at www.annikapr.com, on social media at Annika Jackson PR, or join our three-month PR Incubator Bootcamp for small businesses via www.princubator.com.